Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Don't let his bark fool you. Roy has a softer side, too. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. You can listen back anytime to any of the segments we air at RoyGreenShow.com in the podcasts. And we have a Facebook page for you and uh, emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. How easy could it be for an intrusion of the emails of key Democratic Party members to have taken place during the U.S. election? How easy could it have been for a nation state to do so particularly? And how secure is even the most secure of Internet Files and Connections. David Fraser is partner at McKinnis Cooper in Halifax, international Internet security law experts, including personal information protection. He's the author of the Canadian Privacy Law blog, and he advises internationally on this issue. Joins us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. David, are you surprised at accusations that Russian hackers or hackers in the employ of Russian intelligence agencies interfered with the U.S. election? And Do you believe it happened? Uh, well, certainly I, I believe that it happened. Whether I was surprised, you know, there's, uh, there's the old cliche that goes back well over 50 years for, uh, years ago that kind of gentlemen don't read each other's mail, uh, but that's obviously completely gone out the window. Um, am I surprised that it was possible? No, not, not at all. Uh, I think that, uh, that a lot of our information is not as secure as you would want it to be. I think it's very difficult for individuals on their own to secure their data. And I think the reality also is, and this seems to be the consensus among kind of IT professionals, is that if a nation state or a nation actor is going after your data, they are going to get it. Because simply it's a matter of resources uh, that the organization has to bring to bear on the, pro- on the problem. And so if you... If your data is on your home computer at home on your network and you're relying on just the fact of kind of security updates and things like that, they will get in because nation state actors like the Russians and like the Americans and like the Canadians generally have access to vulnerabilities or information about vulnerabilities in computer systems that aren't well known to other hackers and also aren't well known to the manufacturers. So their holes exist because they're very complicated systems. And these holes are not yet known by the companies that maintain the software, and so it hasn't been patched yet. I was suggesting during our last uh, segment that I'm not really surprised that uh, this probably did happen. And it is to the advantage of uh, one nation state to try to influence an election in another country, particularly if one candidate may be seen to be more friendly toward your objectives. So... Um, the Americans are going to go back and check 2012 and 2008, but probably not all that rare that this sort of thing takes place. Well, certainly the Americans have a very long history of interfering in other people's elections. And so going back right. decades and decades. 
so this sort of thing kind of is not uh, is not new, not by uh, not by any means. But so I, I think that that it's probably it's more of a big political story than it is kind of an information security or privacy story. Although there's there are some lessons to be learned. From what I understand, many of the hacked emails from Podesta, one of the, the principal aides to uh, Secretary Clinton, uh, came from an attack on his Gmail account, and he actually hadn't done one of the most basic things to secure his account. And so somebody was able to actually get into the account. If you enable something called two-factor authentication that's available on Gmail accounts and and Hotmail and Outlook.com, that prevents somebody from, even if they have your password, prevents somebody from actually getting into your account because they actually have to have, for example, your mobile phone with them, or they have to have an additional kind of token for authentication. And so even just that basic step that that I've had enabled for ages, Podesta didn't, and they got in through either password guessing or a uh, fraudulent password reset or something else like that. And we've seen, at least among the information security community, uh, that a number of journalists recently have gotten notifications from Google saying, hey, we've noticed suspicious activity on your account. Nobody's gotten in, but it looks like somebody has been trying to penetrate your account, kind of change your password and enable two-factor authentication. So we're, we're going to see more and more of this. When I've seen that. I forget who it was who said, uh, when asked kind of, why do you rob banks? He said, well, that's where the money is, yeah. that, uh, that this is where the, the, the information equivalent is in yeah. these accounts. David, I've seen emails like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and people need to be mindful and, and worried. The higher, the higher the profile you are, or I think journalists who uh, may in fact be receiving communications from whistleblowers, uh, well, we saw in the province of Quebec just a massive amount of surveillance of, of more than 10 journalists who were not suspected of any crime, but their, their emails were being intercepted in their text messages. Right. So even if, you're, even if you're not doing anything wrong, you still could be the target of, of these sorts of things. And then you, then you have the usual run-of-the-mill, completely boring identity fraudsters that probably are, are what most of us have to worry about most of all. So then, in essence, nothing is safe. Nothing is safe. If, if a nation state wants to go after what you have, they're going to get it. Now, so, I mean, I want to go back to what I said. Nothing is safe. So even the most secure information can be yeah, hacked no, by another nation state? That's, that's as I understand. Nothing is perfectly safe. But the reality is that the more roadblocks you put up, ultimately, the, the better. For, for most of us, like, in, unless a nation state is going after you, it's, there, there's also the old saying that talks about that, uh, that you don't have to have the most secure house ever. You're, you just have to have a more secure house than your neighbor. Like you don't have to be able to outrun the bear. You have to be able to run <laughs> the guy who's with you. Yeah. Companion. <laughs> and so, so there are things that, that we can do by being more aware of where our information is, who, who is entrusted with, but also basic password hygiene, long, uh, regularly changed passwords, use a, use a good password manager, Use two-factor authentication. Um, don't put personal data on portable devices like thumb drives. It can be very easily lost. And so you can make it more difficult for other people to compromise it. But if somebody is absolutely determined, I, I was speaking with a, with what's called a white hat hacker. I was on a, a conference panel with, and he regularly gets hired by big companies in order to kind of find their vulnerabilities. And I asked them point blank, has there ever been a system you have not been able to penetrate? And we're talking about some big companies, and they said, no, no, there isn't. There's a vulnerability somewhere. It can be a technical one. It can be a policy one. It can be the fact that you, you put on a uniform and you look like you're there to repair the air conditioners, and people are going to open the doors for you. 
and you can walk out with the with the server. So there's there's all sorts of vulnerabilities, and, and it's up to us individually, and I think the organizations we entrust with our data to to put as many roadblocks in the way. Yeah, David, thank you very much for the time. Raises additional questions about Hillary Clinton's private server and security for that server, of course. Good talking to you again. Thank you, David. Always a pleasure. You take care, Roger. All the best. David Fraser from McKinnis Cooper in Halifax, one of the world's leading experts on security, on uh, Internet security and personal information protection. So many people do not do even the most fundamental thing, and like getting a difficult password to guess. Using your first name and the numbers 12345 is not exactly secure. We'll be back in a minute.